0: Teams you care about. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yaw.
1: Hey, welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. On this Wednesday edition, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We are live from the Lee Company Studio and glad to have you with us here on this Hump Day edition. Wild and wacky Wednesday. Weirdest and wildest news from across the world coming at you in the final segment of the day, so stick around for that. It's always a lot of fun. The Wild and Wacky continues in the Southeastern Conference. Hoops world, no. A lot of folks surprised with how LSU has, well, they were 12-0 before losing their conference opener and a lot of folks thought they were a you know what some might call undefeated on paper because that's basically what they were playing against but um, last night though something I don't think a lot of people expected and that was for Arkansas to lose for the first time in 16 games at, uh, at their home arena. And Vanderbilt taking them down despite having a couple of guys foul out. So, including Scottie Pippen Jr. After he missed a dunk and then got called for a foul on the rebound try. That's rough. So, you know, the, the SEC basketball schedule and season is about to really heat up because there are about eight teams who could really be in the hunt for uh the top two seeds so looking forward to it but to talk about it let's uh go to someone with a little more knowledge than we mo let's let's visit with southeastern14.com's chris lee chris welcome in what's going on man
0: good afternoon it was a really fun night in sec basketball last night you know you mentioned some of the endings that, you know, Vanderbilt had a, had a good one, but there were about three of them across the league in the four games last night. And hopefully that's going to point to a really fun regular season, which I suspect we're going to have.
1: Yeah. That was exactly what we, you know, we were talking um, about just how much parity there is in the SEC this year. It just feels like it's, it could be anybody at any point, you know, getting a win on the road in conference play. And that's not something you expect, you know, before the season yeah, started. Everybody got, thought it was Alabama.
0: You've got some really good teams. I think you've got Auburn at the top. Uh, to me, it looks like a Final Four team. They've got all the parts. Uh, and they haven't even – had them all together much of the year. Alabama has struggled at times, but is very talented. Tennessee is very talented. Uh, Kentucky is very talented, although maybe some health issues there after last night. Um, Arkansas, I don't know what they are right now. Uh, struggling for sure, but a talented team. It's, it's the state's talented. Vandy, you know, if, if the dominoes fall right, could, could maybe sneak into the NCAA even. Thank you, saying m not a lot of people are talking about those guys. Uh, they, they went and got one on the road last night, uh, and I think they're 12 and 2. I think there's a lot of good to great teams in this league, and I think that's going to make it very interesting, uh, really, throughout the whole season. Because I, I think the schedule of league games this year, it, there's barely going to be a Tuesday or Wednesday that you can tune in uh, that there won't be something compelling to watch.
2: You know, and having said that, Chris, you know, you, you talked about going on the road and getting wins. And and when you can go on the road in the SEC and get one, you know, regardless of who the team is, it just feels bigger. And, again, for Vanderbilt to go over to Bud Walton and come out with a win against this Arkansas team, it, it just
0: –
2: would this qualify as Stackhouse's, um, I don't know, Signature victory to this point? No, I think it was actually
0: the one before that. BYU right now, if the tournament were picked, uh, I think BYU would be in the field and probably pretty easily unless something changed in the last couple of days. You know, Arkansas, mm-hmm. as of this morning, I think was 94 in the net. So wow. Arkansas has got a lot of work to do, and they'll okay. certainly have an opportunity. But look, that, that is, the optics for that aside, look not a lot of teams go to Fayetteville and win and Vanderbilt hasn't done that in a long time and Arkansas is a talented team it's a more talented team than Vanderbilt so you know I think throw the metrics aside for a while uh you know they got two different two pretty good wins there in different ways one because BYU is a tournament team another because Arkansas is a team that knows how to win in its its building and Vanderbilt hasn't done a lot of that in recent years so I, I think However, you select it, those were two pretty significant wins for Jerry Stackhouse, and certainly he has not put together two back-to-back games like this in his three years here. And again, I think that was significant.
1: It's always it, it's always big to get those wins, especially when you you know it's those those classics or whatever out in the middle of nowhere or Hawaii. <laughs> it's always it's always nice to get those, but sometimes you also think you know what what did you really get from that? you know, did you get to your opponent's best game? Did they get your best game or maybe as equal on the floor? So yeah, I, I feel like you know a road win in the SEC, especially at Arkansas, is a big deal and this team it, it doesn't get, you know a whole lot easier over the next week. but uh, I guess you know, if you're gonna have to go to some places going to Georgia, like you said Texas A&M goes in and gets a win last night. You know, it, it if you're going to get Georgia now, getting them on the road is probably not so bad. Um is is Vanderbilt in the bottom third of this conference or do they really have a shot to be in, you know, in the conversation for you know, those mid-tier seeds when the conference tournament play r- arrives?
0: I think they're right on the border between – well, look, I'll start at the bottom. Georgia's the worst team in the league, Uh, then Missouri after that, Uh, then probably Ole Miss. I think right now that's your 12, 13, 14, probably in in that order with Ole Miss being 12. From there, you've kind of got a scramble where I think you've got South Carolina, which probably actually is 11. I would say that. Then you've got probably Vandy and A&M and Arkansas fighting for those eight nine ten somewhere in there uh you know you could see florida drop down in that range too because i don't really know what the gators are uh, you've seen very different results florida's got totally better wins out of conference and also probably it's sports loss at the same time so i would say you're probably looking at dandy in that range of maybe seven to nine I, i'm probably leaning more towards the nine than i am the seven but that's that's probably right about where they are for now. Uh, and if they can get Liam Robbins healthy, then I think they've got a shot to, to jump to the the upper part of that group. Uh, but I think, boy, you, you go you go those other six teams, and that's when you start getting just some really good talent. But you know, it's progress for a team that hasn't made much in a few years. And I think that you know, knowing that they've been banged up, knowing that Liam Robbins has been out, knowing that they had he and, and three other guys that would have played minutes last night couldn't play because of injury, um, I I think it's really significant progress where they have placed themselves at the moment.
2: So with that said, Chris, then, of this next three games that Vanderbilt has coming up Saturday against visiting South Carolina, um, next week against Kentucky and at Georgia, they need to win two of these next three then basically just to, um, you know, kind of keep themselves in that conversation in terms of the upper half of the league then, is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, and and I think, you know, this is a program that hasn't caught a break in about five years. It's, It's been everything under the sun that has happened to them. And they finally made their own last night. You could say, well, Arkansas is not playing like Arkansas can, and I would agree with that. But it's still not an easy building to win. Now you look up, you've got a very winnable game at home against South Carolina on Saturday. You catch Kentucky next week. Kentucky, I don't think, it's won away from home yet this year. Really has not played much of a schedule. In fact, they were, I think, 3.30 in Ken Palm's strength of schedule going into last night. Uh, lost at Notre Dame. That may be the only road game they've played. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me right now. But the point is, uh, Kentucky has not been tested on the road yet, or has not won on the road yet that, that I remember. And Kentucky also got sub your wheeler hurt last night. Through their point guard, uh, and that probably changed the game once he was out. I don't know what his availability will be for next week, uh, but it looked like a shoulder issue to me, and those things sometimes can take a couple weeks. He didn't come back after he got hurt four minutes in. Then they've got uh, another winnable game, I think, that's at Georgia, like you guys said. So, look, crazier things have probably happened. I I wouldn't predict that they're going to go 0-4, but I think it's on the table. Um, and certainly, again, the schedule helps you out there. You're catching Arkansas at the right time. Maybe you're catching Kentucky at a better time. And you got two very winnable games in between. But sometimes that's what you need to get your confidence. And they've certainly got an opportunity in front of them with that schedule.
1: Yeah, Kentucky has not won on the road. They've, they've played twice on the road and lost both times. So there you go. I, I mean, it's not like Memorial's is an easy place to play and and of course last night if you you know i didn't think lsu was very good i thought lsu was a 12 and 0 team that certainly didn't deserve to be 12 and 0 and they get the win last night against kentucky at home so perhaps playing away from uh, away from rup is not ideal for this particular team we've seen we've seen mental issues from cal's teams in the past so who knows uh, tonight, Chris, we have a uh, we have a couple of games, and that that includes Tennessee and Ole Miss at at Thompson Bowling Arena. This Ole Miss team is as weird as almost anybody, as well. You know, you, you talked about them being in that lower half as well. So, what what is it about this Ole Miss team that that doesn't make you scared to see them?
0: I think you look at them and you're not always sure where the offense comes from. This It's one of those nights that you look up and at the end of it, Ole Miss is held under 50, especially the way Tennessee can defend. You know, Kermit Davis, I think, is a really good coach, as you guys know. And teams always get after on the defensive end. That'll be the case again tonight. But I think recruiting, you know, Superstar offensive talent in his system has been an issue. I I think it's probably a little bit harder to do it at Ole Miss than it is at most of the schools around the league. I just don't know that Ole Miss has got the the guns to go in Knoxville and win, especially when Tennessee can defend you the way it can. I I don't know where they are today, but they've been either number one or number two in Ken Palm's adjusted defensive efficiency. LSU, by the way, being the team that they've alternated with. But I think that's the problem for Ole Miss. It's just, where do the buckets come
2: from? And I, and I think it's interesting, Chris, because um, Kermit's first handful of years at Middle Tennessee State didn't set the woods on fire either. He kind of grew into the success that they had, you know, later in his tenure there. And it looks like to some degree what's going on at Ole Miss is kind of mirroring that, but it's at a higher profile program. And you have to wonder if he's going to get the time at Ole Miss that he got at MTSU for that program to become what it was before he left.
0: Yeah, I hope that he does. You know, the the interesting thing is that that Ole Miss just fired a guy before him in terms of wins and losses who've been about as good as they'd had for an extended period of time. Right. I mean, I think back to Ole Miss basketball and, Rod Barnes put a couple of years together, but that didn't really last. And he was an alum and should have been a fit. And I think Andy Kennedy, you know, the the peak there was never uh, great, but but they were always in that probably eight to 10 range Mm -hmm. in the league every year in terms of wins. I I guess that wasn't probably appreciated as as much as they thought. You saw this here at Vanderbilt, where you, you get in a range where you're fairly good or decent all the time. And people see that as a four of your program uh, rather than maybe closer to your ceiling, which, frankly, is probably the way it is at Old Miss. I don't know how that will go for him. I get the feeling that the fans are getting a little restless with them and feel like they should be doing better. Uh, but but I hope that he gets some time because I, I think that they're going to have a hard time finding a much better coach uh, than, than he is. And, and frankly, they, they got rid of a pretty good one in Andy Kennedy, too, uh, and, and, you know, it hasn't gone better for them yet. But I, I think Hermit, No, I, I saw his work up close at middle. And I just think he did a tremendous job. And, and maybe you're right. Maybe they just need some time because it's a brutal league. But he's, he's done a pretty good job there in my estimation.
1: Well, Mo, it's the same thing we always hear. Mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time. Ole Miss has a pretty big false sense of self-worth. So – wouldn't surprise us if, if he had to go, but it is what it is. Chris Lee of Southeastern14.com. Chris, thanks so much for taking some time with us. We always appreciate it.
0: Thank you, guys.
1: All right. When we come back, we'll go backwards. Let's talk high school hoops on the other side. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day returns.